International. Spoiler alert, I am not a woman. I never was, I don't plan on becoming one, and so I never will be. I've heard women be called all sorts of things. I've seen them get harassed, blamed, doubted, hurt, abused, and worst of all, not taken seriously. I've honestly done my best to understand women, but I've experienced both success and failure. Understanding another human being takes work, and a good percentage of people refuse to put in that effort. As a man, the best I can do when it comes to women is to listen to them, to empathize, and for God's sake to not place them in a role that was unwillingly assigned to them because of America's incredibly strange history. We are better than that now. And if you're a man out there listening, think of this. Imagine you wake up in the morning. You make a little breakfast, get dressed, start your day, except as soon as you walk out the door, the entire defensive line for the Baltimore Ravens starts throwing dodgeballs at you. At first, you can deflect them, but after a while, it becomes exhausting. And just when you think they've run out of dodgeballs, the entire pitching staff of the Chicago Cubs steps in and starts pelting you with baseballs. And then, eventually, gigantic rocks are getting lobbed at you from people you've never met and in some cases can't even see. Sounds pretty bad, huh? Gets worse. Now imagine all of this has been televised instead of the Super Bowl. The entire world is watching, but rather than do anything, they just sit back and watch. The commentators, and there are commentators, are saying things like, you have bad form, and you're not living up to your standards, and what did you do to cause all of this? Think about all of that. And keep in mind the only reason that I used a sports analogy was so that maybe you would comprehend the issue in a way that you're familiar with. My name is Ryan. I was a teen in the 90s. I am not a millennial. However, all of my guests are. If it doesn't fit, you must equip. Oh, righty. <sighs> this is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. All right. Hello. How are you? Good to see you again. Thank you for joining us on Ryan with the Millennials Fantastic guest today. Hello. Very proud to have her here in the studio. Very happy. You know, I, you know, my, you know, to be proud of you, I, I have to get to know you first, but you are very impressive. Thank Ladies you, and thank gentlemen, you. introducing Amanda. How are you, Amanda? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Great. The, uh, the, the caffeine is starting to circulate. Oh, starting, yeah. Starting to feel pretty good. It's the best. Feeling alive, feeling awake. What are you drinking over there? Iced coffee. Just straight iced no, coffee? No, I'm drinking an iced Americano. I lied. Iced Americano. What's yep. the difference between an Americano and just a regular coffee? Um, Espresso. Espresso and water. So it's how the coffee is extracted, brewed. Yeah. Yeah. They got some weird, weird iced coffee down the street. So. Yeah. It's not like this is the perfect segue because it's not like your coffee. Uh, uh. 
Amanda, uh, uh, for all of our listeners out there, runs her own business, has opened her own coffee shop. It is called, go for it. Sister Coffee. Fantastic name. I have I yet like to it. try the, the the coffee that you serve, but Ooh. I have no doubt that it's phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm into it. We got a lot of fun drinks as well, not just coffee. What else are you serving over there? We have weird lemonade. It's got charcoal in it, so it's black. What? Yeah. What is that all about? Wait, it's, hold on. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, the charcoal doesn't have any flavor, but it's like really detoxing, so it's really good for you, especially if you're hungover. But isn't charcoal toxic in itself? No, uh, no, it's not. It's not toxic. I don't understand what they do to it. The activated probably is what makes it not toxic. Okay. Know. Yeah. Because I read, like, I remember reading somewhere that, like, whenever you get your stomach pumped. Yeah. It's, well, it's super cleansing. So what it does is it gets in your system and then it's super absorbent. So it absorbs all the junk or probably good stuff as well in your body and then cleans you out. Right. So if you just took a bunch of vitamins and drank, like, a green juice and had a salad, probably don't drink a charcoal lemonade sure but if you are extremely hungover or just ate taco bell charcoal lemonade it up it's nourishing uh it's detoxing Detoxing. so not nourishing so so it won't make you like puke on the spot not at all but it'll It'll, it it won't do anything that you notice it'll just make you feel slightly better oh okay yeah kind of like a lot of people take it if their stomach hurts make it a light on your feet yes yes so the charcoal lemonade and it's black lemon Do do you sell a lot of those i sell a lot of them it looks cool. I think that's why I sell a lot of them. A lot, yeah. A lot I mean, of. it's good. Tastes like lemonade. But like, you can't just take a bite out of a charcoal brick and be the like... The charcoal that I sell is, or that I put in the lemonade is actually just powder. It's just powdered charcoal and you could just eat it. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't suggest eating like the one out of your barbecue. No. But you can just eat straight charcoal. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. It's wild. I, yeah, this is the first I'm hearing of something like that. And it's like, I'm surprised that this wasn't like a nationwide... Food the millennials fed. know all about it. The millennials know yeah. all about it. Um, well, how long uh, have you had the uh, the coffee shop? Uh, how long have you been in business? Um, it has been. It was a trailer before. It's a. It was a physical shop, and it was a trailer for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And we've been in our physical spot for about four months. Okay, three and a half months. Like a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. And is the? Uh, are you finding the challenge? Are you finding yourself rising to the challenge? Yeah, it's much easier being in a physical spot. Um, the opening was somewhat challenging, but um it's texas weather really does not do well for a trailer if it's storming you can't really be open if it's 110 nobody wants to come right so being in a physical spot and i share i share my space with a bookstore and like a clothing and record store Mm -hmm. and a gallery Um, oh that's great yeah so it's still kind of not it's not just me yeah kind of a good transition from a trailer you all looking out for each other? Are you yeah. sending coffees their way and yeah, our sure. customers kind of popping into your place first and then going to shop over there and for stuff? For sure, yeah. That's it's, a great setup. It's a really, really good little group. Uh, a lot of overlap, yeah. definitely. And was the trailer right nearby the brick and mortar? It wasn't, but it was only about well, 11 blocks away. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, you're, you're speaking in blocks. I'm yeah. a New Yorker. That's how <laughs> I understand that. Yes. Yeah. People say miles around here and I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? I don't know that. Um, well, that's great. So yeah. you got the you got the brick and mortar open. You had the trailer going first. I would imagine you, your your fan base stayed loyal. They hung hung in there with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, there's always going to be the crew that just goes there because they work right around there. Right. But I have more of that now. Got regulars? I do. Are I'm they good weird? Regulars. Some of them are very weird. Yeah. Coffee shop regulars are kind of strange. Yeah, some of them are. It's a really small spot. I have a seating room, but it's um, not right in front of the coffee shop. So there's not just a lot of people hanging around. It's okay. kind of in and out, hang out for 15 minutes and chat. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some of them, 
some of them are super weird. I'm right by a hair salon that only like 70-year-old women go to. Okay. <laughs> They're my favorite customers. Yeah. Well, the Golden the Girls. Oh, yes. You got to appreciate. Glamorous, glamorous Golden Girls. Absolutely. Yeah, they're great. Do they mingle with the the, the the coffee shop regular weirdos? No, they hate them. Yeah. Yeah, they hate everyone. What are they miserable. I, I'm fascinated with the regulars more than I am the old women. Are uh, Panama hats, These, I mean, ascots, chaps. I have this one guy who comes in and gets an ice mocha every day, and he wears a cowboy hat, and he's kind of shaped like a bowling ball. <laughs> and he shows me he goes to concerts all the time sure he'll watch he'll listen to anything anything he tells me that all the time and he's always listening to the radio winning tickets okay so i get pictures of him and all of his and everyone that is around gets pictures of him at his concerts and he always gets pictures with the person who was singing and stuff oh so he like finds his way backstage and everything yeah he yeah i guess he stays around for the meet and greet because he's going to the concerts that have meet and greets okay like a big deal. Yeah, who's doing that? What is? I don't know. Who's doing meet and greets after the show? I don't know. He went and saw Dwight Yoakam. Okay, which was great. I was also at that show. Yeah, but he met Dwight Yoakam. Good afterwards. show. It was great. I cried. I'm not a. I. I. If you played a Dwight Yoakam song right now, I wouldn't know it was him. You wouldn't know it was him, but you'd know the song. I, okay, so it's yeah. one of those. He uh, yeah, he's got standards. You probably know like fifteen of his songs. I, you know, I'm finding that a lot about country music. The yep. more I live here, is that. As unfamiliar as I was with it living in New York, I'm extremely familiar with country music yeah. because of the songs that are recorded throughout the years. Yeah, definitely. I'm from uh, Northern California and nobody listened to country at all. Yeah. I've always liked it. My dad listened to it, but I wasn't really allowed to say I liked it then. But Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's like, the you know, here it's like you meet so many people who they'll say, I listen to anything, I listen to anything, but not rap. I'll never listen to rap. Yeah, wow. In California, it's, I'll listen to anything, anything, but I'll never listen to country. It's right. ridiculous. It's like blasphemy. Like, if yeah. you listen to country, you're just the worst kind of person. You've switched sort of, you, you went to the other side of the fence. I did. It's, it, it, it's so crazy to hear people say, I'll never listen to rap. I'm like, whoa. That is crazy to hear. I feel like that's all yep. people listen to where I'm from. Yeah, it was for like sure. The, 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 the dominating area, genre. That's what you listen to. And also yeah. to say that you'll never listen to rap is like, not my favorite statement for a lot of reasons. Yeah, I there's probably something weighted. subtle and under yeah, yeah there's not, a, yeah that's a loaded statement yeah, to make. Like I would you imagine. listen to any kind of music but rap. I don't know if I trust that. Like right. I don't like lots of kinds of music. This is the kind I listen to. Totally right. understandable. You like, might yeah you, you might listen as well to house music and country but not rap. Like eh, maybe something's going on not there. Super into that. Not maybe, very worldly. Maybe don't say that out loud. <laughs> um, well, so you so you grew up in the Bay Area. I did. I I grew up in, I'm from Napa, so I grew up in Napa. Okay. Is yeah. that where all the wine is made? It is. Fantastic. Yes. But you went you went the other way. You went with coffee. Yeah, I hated wine. Well, so, okay. So you grew up in the Bay Area, and then how long have you been out here in Texas? About six or seven years, something like that. And was the, was the idea for opening up your own coffee shop sort of, was the seed planted while you were in the Bay Area? Kind of, yeah. I wanted to live somewhere that I could feasibly do something on my own like mm -hmm. there's always a cap for what you can do in the bay area sure. I lived in san francisco for a long time and i love it it's so great and i lived there before it was what it is now yeah but i could never open up i could never do my own thing and i i'm not i don't know i don't know what else i would do if i didn't open up something you, you came here because you saw opportunity yeah it's cheaper i had a dog that liked a yard yeah it's like oh i could have a home with a yard and make a reasonable amount of money and yeah. potentially open up something to go to college um, I did, yeah. 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 Over there or out here? In LA. Okay. Yeah. So that was a California experience? It was a California experience. Yeah. And then you came out here and you were like, I'm going to start my own business. I'm doing it. Yeah. And I mean, I moved out here just to 
try something new. Okay. I wanted to open up something in theory, but it wasn't like I'm moving out there and I'm going to open up something. Yeah. It was like, but you were drawn here because you, you, you understood that there was more opportunities yes. to be had if you left the Bay Area. Yes. Which I, you know, I have a feeling that a lot of people leave their hometowns to come to Austin, Texas to do that. I mean, I did something very similar. I was Definitely. living in Brooklyn and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to survive here right. at the rate that it's I'm going. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Yeah, I and, thought uh, that this would be sustainable. And Brooklyn and San Francisco are very similar on that path to, you Definitely. know, being taken over by the tech bros. Yeah, I, I moved away. After my first year living here, I actually moved away and lived in Brooklyn for a year. Oh, how was that? Um, It was great. Uh, I loved it very, very much. I was only planning on being there for a summer and ended up staying longer. Yeah. But I was just subletting my house here, so I came back. Okay. I loved it, but it's it's not sustainable as well. It's expensive as shit. I mean, it's when expensive. Po- potato chips are seven dollars, and you know yeah. things are just not <laughs> within were 14. reason. Not yeah, good. I know. Um, I came here and they were half that price, yeah. and I'm like, I'm going to start smoking again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I sit here today on day six without a cigarette. Good so job. let's hope that that you know maintains. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting, I mean, I'm doing okay today. The first two or three days are always the roughest. That's when you want to, you know, yeah. tear limbs off your body. Yeah. But right now I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. My trick is just smoke so much. I'm physically ill at the thought of cigarettes uh-huh. and then I'll take a break and then I'm like a goldfish and I'll just forget like three months later and be like, oh, that's oh, great. Interesting strategy. Yeah. yeah. It works so well. <laughs> Highly suggest it. Um, well, just to steer things back. So you, you, you see now you're, you're here and you've got your own business and you seem to be doing pretty well is the is the shop going all right you're making money it is yeah um we've only been there for like four months so i'm definitely not rolling in money but it sustains itself really well yeah yeah and like how did it how did it initially get started did you you know get a loan from the bank no no so actually so actually i didn't open the trailer um this woman jenny Mulder opened the trailer and she had it open for a little bit and then she moved back to california she's from california we didn't know each other there okay but she moved back and i got it from her mm-hmm. and then so i it was my trailer for about a year and a half and then you sort of inherited it i did I, I bought it from her but i didn't get any money from any bank i didn't get any loans or anything i just i worked as a bartender up until we opened up the physical spot mm-hmm. um about three and a half months ago four months ago okay so i just worked both places yeah. the whole time um just worked all the time so yeah i yeah i don't I have problems with authority, so I'm not very good at... Is I'm that, not, like, aggressive of, against it. I just don't want any loans or anything like that. No, I get it. You hate being told what to do. Yeah. I'm, I yeah. mean, I'm the same way. Uh, I, You know, I just started working in an office a few months ago, and that's certainly been part of the adjustment... Definitely. ...of realizing that I'm an underling. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, I mean, it sounds really nice when I think about the actual paycheck and the insurance sure yeah that sounds great you take the good with the bad <laughs> yeah that sounds really good but are you are you running things by yourself right now no um jenny's back and she is helping me run things she does a lot of the design so sister coffee is a coffee shop and it's a ceramics art space okay. so we don't we have like work ceramic workshops and we have a lot of um ceramics for sale from that she makes and a lot of different artists make and she runs that part and works in the shop a couple days a week. But she's moving back to California and then I'll and then doing it all on my side. Doing it all on your own. Mm-hmm. And you're ready for that. Yeah. I mean, the shop isn't quite ready for that. But mm. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm ready. So this is a this is a female-owned and female-driven business that you're running here. Yes. It's, and the other two, it's to note that the other two businesses inside of the space are also female-owned. 
And uh, is, the bookstore and the other stop, shop, Las Cruces, which is like clothes and records and stuff. And yeah. is, is, is this all part of like a, like, a, like a cooperative? Is there a sort of, um, you know, umbrella organization that you all fall under? Or is no. this just sort of, it just sort of happened that way? Yeah, we, I mean, I've known them for a long time. Yeah. But there's no, like the bookstore uh, is the person who uh, holds the lease. So mm. we all pay them, but there's no umbrella anything. We just rent space. Right. Yeah. Do you find as uh, as a female business owner that you're welcomed into most business ownership circles and, and things of that nature? Yeah, definitely. I did this hilarious talk a little while ago mm-hmm. that uh, it was pretty great. It was like who, well, asked who, who, to do a, it was for coffee. It was uh, for this event called Bloom, and I was asked to do a talk on women and coffee. Okay, that was kind of silly, but um, <laughs> is that like a thing? Is that no? I don't know. It, there's plenty of women in coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then there was a panel afterwards and it was all these like shop owners Mm -hmm. and then like one woman who didn't own a shop and all the other shop owners were men. Yeah. (laughs) I don't really, how many, like uh, so many other female shop owners, especially in Austin. How many shop owners were being represented in that particular instance? I think there were like six men and then one woman and the woman that was on the panel was not a shop owner. She is great. She's wonderful, but she works for a roaster. And you were also on the panel. No. You weren't. You were mm-hmm. just attending. I just did a talk before. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, do you find that your your advice and your message is received well by by most or? I don't know. I. Well, what what'd you talk about? I don't know. I. <laughs> <laughs> it all happens so fast. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't even know. It was kind of silly. I don't even really remember. I think I talked about why there are maybe not as many women baristas as there are. And and there's not a lot of women roasters. I mean, there aren't a lot of women in that. Uh, there are more women that own businesses now than ever before, but that's kind of obvious. I mean, women weren't allowed to do a lot of things not too long ago. Sure. So it's only to be expected that there are not a lot of women in like the highest power positions. They exist, of course. Yeah. And in industries like coffee, it's, you know, it, it can be sexist, just like yeah. anything can be sexist, of course. But yeah. It's also very possible to move up. Sure. Um, do you are, are have you been faced with a lot of sexism, no. whether as a business owner or as from your customers or as a human? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of people in a conversation, you know, writing you off or calling you doll or saying like sweetie or yeah or the statement of like it's the statement of not just not taking your statements very seriously not taking you seriously yeah yeah do you find that a lot of your customers or people who meet you are just like really like you're an owner of a coffee shop are they if anything that's due to my age the only real overt sexism i see or ignorance i see from my customers because it is a place called sister coffee i mean it definitely draws a very specific crowd Mm -hmm. Um, but i have this logo of boobs on my cups okay and it's pretty subtle and nice but a lot of like you know techie or bro or ut guys will come in and be like tits i want the tit cup i'm like whoa dude yeah down a notch yeah and then and like get really weird about it and it's obviously because they're uncomfortable but it's well at least you ridiculous at least you acknowledge that they're doing it because they're uncomfortable hard yeah Yeah. i mean it's a defense mechanism because they don't know how to i just make them so much more uncomfortable yeah that's great i mean good i mean you know uh i would imagine comfort levels need to be sacrificed absolutely in order to see things from all angles and then everyone around can like acknowledge it i think it's a big 
it's important to acknowledge when somebody is being absolutely ridiculous and not just like let it go under the carpet. Sure. Because it, how else are you going to learn? And then no, everybody will be like, oh, I guess that's okay behavior. And yeah, we're all okay with that. And that's not something that's that weird. It's like, no, that's fucking crazy. Like, do they do they know that they're walking into a coffee shop that sort of celebrates womanhood and no, run by always. women? or not always. I mean, you can... Our, like, sign out front right now is, like, a flower, and it says coffee. Yeah. So, it, and it's pink and red door. So, it's not the most masculine, but you wouldn't necessarily know when you're going into it. Right. But um, if you look up it, if you are looking it up online or anything like that, then you definitely know. You definitely know. Yeah. Are they there just because they're sort of wandering in, or are they there with, like, dates and stuff? <laughs> we do get a lot of uh, boyfriends yeah. to girls. But even a lot of, some of the girls are definitely not as comfortable with the boobs yeah or with the whole experience yeah, yeah. well what it's you, not just men well i mean th- is it an illustration of boobs or is it like just it's, a it's pair, an illustration it's a pair of tits just hanging yeah, out Yeah, it's just like two little lines <laughs> or you know three little lines each yeah. with boobs with the nipples like, like the letter really like the like the letter b pretty much capital yeah. b turned on a, a horizontal yeah it's not it's nothing crazy yeah it's really funny when fathers come in with their teenage sons and mm-hmm. then i have to give them those cups sure that's my favorite yeah they take it really really well or they take it really bad usually the dads take it really well sure and they're like no this is fine and then the sons are just horrified Dad, just why'd you like, bring me here yeah. yeah it's like this is where that's, <laughs> that's where they take their ones. sons yeah, yeah that's, that's the birds and the bees talk yeah that's great they can't help that the reason why i i, I asked so much amanda is because um I think it's 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 interesting and 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 I don't want to say fascinating because like you said, you know, there's a lot more female business owners in the world today. So the fascination is sort of it's sort of worn off and I don't mean that in an yeah. insulting way. I just mean that it's more commonplace. Definitely. Should be it should wear off at some point. Sure. But I think it's interesting because um I'm curious about the challenges you might see yourself up against or what you might face on a day-to-day or month-to-month basis being a woman and running your own business and obviously it's it's more female centric your clientele because it is called sister coffee definitely um do you do events that celebrate the whole women's rights and feminism thing or no we don't do any events like that um most of the events we do i can't think of an event we did that doesn't involve a woman yeah but i mean i think i'll just choose generally to work with women in general Mm -hmm. because for, for a lot of reasons, but I definitely think like all my tattoos, I tend to get tattooed by women. I basically in a very subtle way, like not that I'm trying to, you know, scream it from the rooftop, but I'll always try and give my money back to women and sure. support women because we need more money. Yeah. We need more support. How do you think, uh, how do you think things are progressing on a universal scale? Do you think we're, we're getting there or do you think we're still very, very far away? I think there's always backlash. Um, I think that, for how far you move ahead, there's always going to be people who see you move ahead and then fight very, very hard and aggressively against that. And sure. I think that's very easy to see in our current politics. Yeah. Current and, and beyond, you know, politics and business and everything. Definitely. Do you feel comfortable nowadays yeah. being a woman and owning a business? Yeah. You feel supported? I do. There's definitely like boys clubs that I am not accepted in which is fine i don't feel like i want to be in there and i'm not but it's like so palpable when i'm not like i get a lot of like there's a whole group of guys yeah that will always just be like when are you gonna open up a dude's coffee shop and i'm like what do they say that to you yeah like a lot yeah and it's a whole group of like 
I don't, we don't have to go into detail, but sure. it's a whole group of people about that just will not let that go. Yeah. I don't understand that. Why do you the think, why do you, you think do, they do those things? I don't know. Like every coffee shop is a dude's coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> like full of denim and metal and wood. <laughs> I don't know what. Do you think that they, they do things like that because they feel threatened? Um, possibly. I think that if you're really, really, really accepted and really, really comfortable and nobody's really fighting against you, then anytime anybody isn't for you, you feel like you're being attacked mm-hmm. when you're not being attacked. I'm sure. not attacking men. I yeah. love men. Right. But I don't feel the need to like continue to contribute to a lot of, and it's not my experience. I mean, I am a woman. Sure. I like being one. I know that experience more. I yeah. can speak to that experience. But because I'm not directly talking to men, mm-hmm. then I think that they feel like they're not being included. Well, I, you know, it sounds like what, what, what a lot of men do is they, in their imaginations, are seeing a sign on your coffee shop that says, women only. Yeah, and I do get that comment a lot. Like, oh, yeah. are men allowed? I'm like... Yeah. Nope. <laughs> what, what? Nope. I hate them all. And they're just, not allowed in my shop. What? That's an insane. And I, I mean, I'd say like, it's probably a 50-50 split. I mm-hmm. mean, I probably have just as many men as women in there. Sure. Because a lot of people, they just go to the coffee shop that has good coffee that's around them. But it's classic projection what those men are Absolutely. doing to you. And it's, it's. I think that's part of the problem with sexism and, you know, in, yeah, in general. Yeah, and like any, anybody, like the all lives matter thing where it's like, all lives matter it's like well nobody didn't say that like nobody said that all lives don't matter (laughs) right there's an actual issue going on and that's all we're talking about and i don't know why you're taking this personal yeah you don't have to rebut no you just have to listen just listen and and you're not gonna listen no that's yeah i get i definitely there's a group but it's not aggressive i don't feel no i I I can't accomplish something because of it right um, well, that's good. I mean, you certainly figured it out. You know, I mean, yeah. it's you don't feel uh, held back by your gender, and no. that's a good thing. No, I definitely don't feel held back. And I'm sure a lot of people are inspired by that. I would imagine uh, women in the feminist community absolutely support your business. Yeah, in every way possible. Yeah, I definitely. I mean, I, yes, of course, definitely. Yeah. Nobody does not. No, nobody would be like, I don't support Sister Coffee. Right. But uh, in that world, but. I don't know if it's feminism is really interesting to me because feminism is just thinking that everyone should get equal rights. Yeah. Of course I'm a feminist. Of course I'm, I'm like, I can take it really, really, really far, which is great. And you cannot take it far, but I do have some women in my life that I identify as like not a feminist. Right. Which is interesting. Cause it's like, well, you don't need to like pick it mm-hmm. or freak out or anything, but all, all feminism is, is just thinking that everybody deserves equal rights like yeah i mean i think that's an aspect of it for sure um, I think that is all it is i mean yeah there's so many different and when it comes to women's rights you can go really 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 far yeah but i think like just the word feminism that's to me that's all it means yeah I, well and 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 the word it, it also it, it triggers a lot in people both both men and women both feminists and, and non. that's what i think is interesting that it is a it's a triggering word yeah well it is now yeah um, i mean I in, in, in a in a very bizarre circumstantial way the word feminazi has replaced the c word which is crazy yeah I'm like okay it is nuts um yeah. but i think there's also this sort of you know i don't want to say that it's splintered off but i think there's facets of feminism and women women's rights, some are pro women and and some are anti man. I mean, it's it's yeah, out I mean, there I think and, like and I see it. Yeah, being 
being an oppressed person and then being told you're not an oppressed person over and over and over and over and over yeah is very frustrating and it's very hard to deal with and i think not you can take the side of like education where you're just like hey like okay i know that you just said that but that is not how i feel like i do think that you know women are oppressed they have been oppressed they're the most oppressed yeah people around the world around the world Certainly. um maybe not as but like you can look around the world and like women are living in horrible horrible conditions mm -hmm. to say that that's not true is it's just, naive it's just well it's just a an aggressive lie yeah um but you don't have to take it super far but not wanting to educate people not wanting to deal with that statement to come into contact with somebody over and over and over that says you know i don't like feminism and women are just fine and they're doing fine i could mm -hmm. see if you're a certain type of personality being very angry at that sure and just not caring anymore and just being like well i don't like you either like, yeah you don't like me you don't respect me you're never gonna respect me you're never gonna think i'm worthy of anything yeah so go fuck off i don't need you well that's i mean that's great i certainly yeah. celebrate that point of view um, right and so i but i think that's where it gets a little bit like i hate men well it gets a little gray yeah yeah because there are people who don't necessarily take that higher ground and what they'll do is they will well, shout, even, they'll yeah. shout back oh for sure i mean yeah. I, but i don't blame them i mean i don't i, I don't blame them either because being frustrated and angry is going to cause you to have a reaction and, and, and not, certainly yeah not respecting people that don't respect you i think is where it really comes down to it like well if you're not gonna see me as equal then i hate you yeah and i will be very aggressive towards you and i don't like you yeah but i don't think i know a lot of women who are very much like that and mm -hmm. definitely get labeled as hating men yeah because they do dislike a lot of you know white men sure but they don't hate every man they meet the only women I know that like are very scared of men who are women who are very abused. Right. And that's any, that's, that's across the board. You know, yes. that's not, that's not a feminist experience. That is, or a feminine experience. That's anybody that is highly abused by some, like a, that's like trauma. a dog is like going to hate men if men yeah. like, hit it or, you know. Or God forbid a little that's kid just, who gets touched by a priest. Exactly. It's just yeah. trauma. Sure. But when it comes down to like, take some, I mean, not take the trauma out of it because everybody can be you know, have experienced trauma, but mm -hmm. take that, that specific thing out of it. Every woman that I know that gets labeled as like hating men is like, no, I, I don't hate men. I have great male friends. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. I just hate a lot of men because a lot of men hate me when it yeah. comes down to their core. They don't like me yeah. and they don't see me as taken seriously. And men are very like Trump. I mean, which is a very easy one, but Ugh, yeah, but like his, his statement in the last debate of, her not of uh, hillary not being seen as like a uh, having a presidential look mm -hmm. and then him going down all of that it's like well i don't like you i hate you yeah because you hate me and i hate a lot of men because they hate i mean i don't you know well I don't it's almost a like feeling of hatred but he who cast the first stone sort of thing it's like you have an open mind and, and it's it's what it sounds like at least with you as an individual is that you're willing to give anybody a chance in, yeah. until they lose your respect somehow. But I think most women are like that, even at the most uh, politically uh, or socially active, yeah. the most aggressive of the women I know who are definitely talking about that more than they talk about anything else. They still don't hate all men. They can meet a wonderful, woke white yeah. man sure. and love him to death. Mm -hmm. You know, It's just a lot of them are not like that. Have your experiences with men been okay? I mean... Uh, yeah. I have, I mean, I was definitely raised by a wonderful father who 
definitely is a feminist. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I don't know if he's ever said that word, but he saw me as not only equal, but better than anyone. That's great. Yeah. Are you an only child? Um, I'm his only child. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I have two sisters from my mom. So I have two sisters. Definitely. Two half sisters. Yeah. But they're, you know, I was raised with them a hundred percent. So they're full sisters. Older or younger? Younger. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everyone's cool though. Everyone's cool. Excellent. All of them. (laughs) They're great people. Really, really great people. And uh, uh, you, you, you sort of are able to navigate a, a, a man's industry and a man's world with ease. Is there? Yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm like in a man's. I mean, there are a lot of male coffee shop owners. There are a lot of males in my experience, but pretty much ever, I'm not really in a man's industry. I'm not really in. Yeah. I wouldn't categorize my industry as a man's. If I was getting into being a roaster, yeah, there are a lot more roasters that are owned by men. Sure. But, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. I mean, from who I buy my coffee to, to who I, I'm pretty much everyone I deal with is a woman. Yeah. So I'm, Do you consume, I'm pretty isolated. Do you consume a lot of literature or take in a lot of performances or sort of ingratiate yourself into sort of, um, you know, the, the progress of women? And um, Definitely. I... I mean, yeah, the last art show that I went to, Sister also um, made coffee at, Mm -hmm. and it was all female artists, and it was about uh, women in history. Yeah. But every every artist's interpretation of that, and every single, I mean, yeah, every single thing from down to Sister Coffee being there, to the brewery that they had represented, everything was done by a woman and owned by a woman. Yeah. And now- It's very easy to do, really. Like, I didn't even really seek that out. Sure. I'm very, very happy to experience it. I definitely am on the political side. I vote for a lot of women. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, that's natural. I mean, yeah. why wouldn't you? Yeah, um, I want more women in power yeah. in every single way. Sure. I mean... Yeah. But I think everyone should want more women in power. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want less assholes in power. Exactly. Is that so much to ask? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. it's, it's, I guess <laughs> yes, it, you know it what? You're absolutely right. It it absolutely is. Look, look where is. we are right now. I mean, yeah. uh, we don't know when this episode will be posted, but God willing, when it is posted, we will have <laughs> our first female president. Yes. Cause the fact that it, it the, the mere fact that he was on that stage, that he got that this the, far. The fact that the first time a female was in a presidential debate, the first time mm-hmm. a woman ever got to have that debate she had to debate that man i, I know i know and is, it's, it's just so obvious it's like people yeah. don't people are so scared of a woman being in power they yeah just don't respect them and it is a huge backlash i think to obama being our president president sure. obama being well his in whole office. his whole campaign is is based on a reaction to absolutely. obama it has nothing to do with making the country better and nothing to do with that oh absolutely not it's it's uh, you look at the people i mean even watching the debate i watched fox news immediately after the debate because who wouldn't do that that's fascinating (laughs) and even they were like well that didn't go well (laughs) yeah 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 i mean i don't know that they're on his side as much as he thinks they are but uh i mean they i mean they are but they they're having trouble with it. Yeah, no, I I, I just the fact that he's gotten this far is 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 it's a backlash. And, and yeah, people who have a problem with her being president or with a woman in power that falls solely on their shoulders. Yeah, that probably has something to do with their upbringing or something happened to them where they just can't. Do, fathom. I mean, society in general. I mean, I grew up being a woman, but if you grow up being a privileged white man, yeah, the thought that you are going to have anything taken away from you. 
is it, horrifying right i can't ima- i mean i can't imagine well it's an it's a it's an entitlement I have sympathy but i have i can't imagine what that would be like to just be like everything is for me without real i don't think they really realize it i would like to think that they don't really realize it but just yeah. thinking that everything is for you everything is for your taking and then anybody coming at not at you but you feel like anybody's coming at you when you're like well can it be for all of us and you're yeah. like uh no yeah well and and true confession right now i i was a sanders supporter Oh yeah, me too. And 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 when it was becoming glaringly obvious that he would not be the candidate, my I took a position of, well, I'm just not going to vote now. Ugh. Fuck all of this. Yeah. And a friend of mine reached out and said, "Listen, it's your it's ultimately your decision." Yes. But by saying something like that, that's 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 that privilege that you don't realize you have. Exactly. And 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 if you're going to exercise that privilege, just know how many other people you're going to hurt. Yes. And it 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 opened up this entirely different way of looking at it yeah and i was like well fuck i mean yeah i'm voting for hillary now because yeah, exactly it, it, it first of all it makes sense you know on absolutely. paper absolutely and, and second I mean, of all your option is not voting for hillary and having trump well and and i've i've weighed a lot of possible i've weighed so right. many outcomes. like i live in a red state so if i didn't vote for trump i feel like it would hurt him more yeah uh but also yeah. i'm i'm one of those nerds Plenty of people don't vote <laughs> yeah well i'm one of those nerds that's like i got my civic duty you know like yeah. it's the only thing that empowers me about this country absolutely aside from taxes, i vote every single which, cycle yeah so well, i hate taxes but, well, i mean i'm yeah. pro taxes but yeah oh yes i, I pay, pay all my taxes so if the irs is listening yeah. we are very good tax-paying we citizens um every but couple months yeah it's just i i like to vote and it just it, it the way that it was phrased it was like you know what yeah maybe yeah. i should fucking stop taking for granted some of the things yes that that i unknowingly have and, and yeah definitely same here i mean i i was never not going to vote for hillary i was definitely a bernie sup- supporter i love him that would be ideal that would be great but i'm in full support of hillary well and yeah it's also going to be great but the hatred that people have for her, I just don't think is realistic. It's, again, it's that has something to do with them. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with Ew. politics. I'm like, you don't, you hate her so much, but I just, you you were totally behind every other politician. Yeah. You were 100% behind totally. Obama. Yeah, they act like, like, like. President Obama was like, everything you could ever imagine. And I'm like, you, they all have flaws. He did just You're, as many bad things. Exactly. Just that he voted You're, for a bill that empowered Monsanto. Yes. I mean, he's the done. Thing, I mean, there's yeah. so many bad things, but I mean, to say that like she is a monster and she's horrible is just not accurate. Yeah. And it's very clear. I mean, I understand the wanting Bernie so bad that it's very hard to not have that. But after right. that mourning period... Well, you know what? Also... Being like, okay, okay. G- grow up. Other fish in the sea. <laughs> yeah, you're an adult. Your candidate did not make it. Yes. So fucking make a, a rational decision now. I mean, and it's, your other option is Trump. Like, this isn't... Yeah. This isn't a, like, gray area election. No, it should be as clear-cut as, you know, Raisin Bran in the morning. Yeah. I don't know what that analogy means, but I feel like you understood it. I think it's good. It's it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a choice that I don't even know, understand why people stew on it, you know? It's, I don't either. It's how obvious can it be? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, people are just unwilling to sort of yeah. see it any other way. It's horrifying. It is horrifying. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask a question too, and I only have the courage to ask it because we're on microphones right now Ooh. recording a podcast. Ooh. Uh, do you read Jezebel? Um, I, <laughs> uh, I don't really read Jezebel. I like Jezebel. I go through waves yeah. of reading Jezebel. I think it's fine. I like Hairpin. Okay. Do you ever read that one? I don't know what that is, no. Um, yeah, I like Jezebel. 
I like it. What's it, yeah? Is it what? It do doesn't you, really do much for me. Is it entertaining? It's entertaining. It can be entertaining. Yeah. Um. It's definitely not one that I like seek out so much. Is it? Is it? Is it the Yang to Cosmos Yin? <laughs> I mean, they seem to. I could see that. They yeah. seem to be driven by the same agenda, just yeah. with different delivery systems. Yeah, I think so. Hairpin is kind of like that, which is why I bring it up. It's um, but it's all. It's kind of like Jezebel, but also Reddit. Okay. So it's all everybody just contributes all the time to it. Is this a, is this like the is this the millennial page for for women? Is <laughs> I this think so. is this the one? This is how I, I find out about things. I think it's a good things. one. I think it's a yeah. good one. I don't think it's the one, and it can be really nerdy because it's a lot of really nerdy women. Sure. Uh, which is great. I mean, I who else it. who else is writing things for the for internet? Sure. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, but. I think it's a little bit more my speed if I'm going for that. Yeah. That whole world. But I wouldn't say that I necessarily read a lot of... I used to read Bust a lot. That okay. was a great magazine. Yeah, I know Bust. I loved that one. I haven't read it in a while, but it's a nice fluff magazine yeah. for women that is for women. Sure. Not against women. Right. Um, but yeah. Do you, is is Cosmo, uh, Cosmo's against women? It's against women, yeah. Cosmo's gross. It's a, it's against me. Yeah. It wants me to feel really bad. So it I do, buy yeah. things that I don't, that are probably going to poison me. Isn't that gross? <laughs> it's very bad. But on that, but on the yen. But it works. It, I want them all. Does it? Yeah, of course it. it does. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's good oh. for, it's good for a laugh too, right? 12 ways for, to satisfy your dude. No, no, I don't know. But it's, it's good for, uh, <laughs> if I'm in the airport and it's like four in the morning and I'm like, yeah. I need this so bad. Yeah. Like half asleep. It's I junk get food. All of, oh, it's junk food. It's like a show. Poisoning me. VH1 and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't... Does VH1 still have shitty programming? Actually, VH1 does not have shitty programming right now. VH1 is partnered with this channel called Logo. Okay. Oh, the gay channel. Yeah. Yeah. And they're showing RuPaul's Drag Race and some other stuff. So VH1's doing real well. They're doing all right. But I don't understand because it's still on Logo, but it's like produced by VH1. So I don't understand. Eh, You know, big media. Maybe a younger millennial would know. Maybe. We got to get a 13-year-old in here or something. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. They'd know. Yeah, they I they yeah. know everything. I've got nieces and nephews. We Snapchat to each other. They're Good job. they're doing things that I like. A lot of my my pictures are just like my blurry face because I can't figure out yeah. how to like coordinate. You gotta get those filters my hand going. with the button. Yeah, yeah. got to get the filters going. They're pretty fun. Um, well, so usually Amanda, the way we like to wrap things up on the podcast is by throwing out a question about the future. Okay. And uh, I like to ask my guests usually, what do you think things are going to be like? In 10 or 15 years, whether with yourself or with the world around you? 10 or 15 years. Oh, um, it could go. I think it's I think it's always moving forward. 10 or 15 years. I think there's a lot of backlash right now. And I think they'll continue. There will continue to be a lot of backlash towards people of color and women and gay people. But I think it's just a sign that we're moving so far forward mm-hmm. that in 10 or 15 years, it'll, I mean, not even out, but I can't even imagine what we're going to be analyzing ourselves about. You think we're going to be more aggressive or do you think we'll, we'll mellow out at some point? I think that we will be just as aggressive, but we won't be aggressive towards, hopefully as aggressive towards groups of people. Yeah. We won't be, or it'll be go back to like nerds versus jocks or something, but it won't be people of color, women, gay people. Yeah. I think all of that will kind of come out in the wash a bit. Sure. But I don't think we'll be less aggressive. I don't think we'll ever be less aggressive. I think uh, the groups will continue to bicker until weed is legalized. And then oh, we'll yeah. then we'll all calm down, right? Yeah. That's where we're headed. We'll feel That's the silver lining that. that I've yeah. placed on our I world. I think that, that sounds good. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens with 
legalizing weed though because i think it's the next thing that has to happen but i don't think it's going to be good i think it's going to be bad i think like marlboro's going to buy it all up oh of course and the only people that will be able to sell it will be marlboro and all those people well and you won't be able to get actual weed anymore you'll always get and it'll be really sad but just like with anything i mean like coming out of prohibition you know uh it it was the same sort of deal you had to get it out of the hands of the mafia yeah first and then it got corporatized yeah now there's all these uh you know weirdo craft brews like hey try our blueberry pumpkin pie bullshit beer and it's like that'll happen with weed too no yeah i think so it'll just take longer than my lifetime to get back to being real good hopefully not hopefully you'll be one of those golden gals going to the salon across the street from your coffee shop and you'll have a nice buzz going that I mean, that will happen. That will be a thing. <laughs> I don't know how legal that'll be, but I'm uh, excited. A fine note to leave things on. Amanda, I know you're very busy, and I truly thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Anything else you want to say to the people out there? Uh, drink more coffee, smoke more weed. Yeah, there you go. Those are words <laughs> to live by. And uh, my name is Ryan. This has been our podcast. Very special thanks to Ethan and Donna, super producers extraordinaire. Uh, if you would like to drop us a line on the show, please don't hesitate to send an email to Ryan has a podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we will see you next week. See ya. International. Oh, should be good.